This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please share your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. So, what's on our plate today? Today, we are sharing the story of pineapples. So contrary to its name, the pineapple is not an apple. And it's not a pine either, for that matter, but it was named for its resemblance to a pine cone. So let's look at what this thing is. Pineapples are botanically named Ananus camosus and are members of the family Bromeliaceae. In fact, they are the only plant in the family with edible fruit. The pineapple plant is a short terrestrial herb that grows about 2 to 4 feet tall and 3 to 4 feet wide. The long leaves may be all green or variously striped with red, yellow, or ivory. The plant really just looks like the top of a giant pineapple. The fruit stem emerges from the middle of the plant and produces a head of small purple or red flowers. The stem continues to grow and forms a compact grouping of short, pointed-tipped leaves, which we know as the crown. So the pineapple isn't really a single fruit. It's actually a collection of many small berries. As those individual berries develop from the plant's flowers, they fuse together around the stem below the crown to form the fleshy, juicy, cone-shaped fruit we know and love, while the stem serves as the fibrous yet somewhat succulent core. This occurrence of clustering fruits that results in the final fruit, in this case the pineapple, is known as a syncarp. Other familiar syncarps include raspberries and mulberries. If the flowers of the pineapple plant are pollinated, then you might come across some hard seeds in the flesh. Not super fun to bite into, I'm sure. However, modern cultivars are seedless, though you may find only traces of undeveloped seeds. Modern cultivars also produce smoother leaves compared to the wild species, which have more thorny, serrated leaves. Did you know hummingbirds are the most common natural pollinators of pineapple flowers? That's why these cute little birds are actually prohibited in Hawaii, where the fruit is commercially cultivated. They want to avoid the development of those tough, undesirable seeds. Pineapples are not self-fertile, so they are reproduced by means of propagation from slips, suckers, or crowns. That's right, you could grow your own pineapple if you wanted to, by planting the crown, aka the top, of a pineapple fruit. Pineapples are known to grow very happily in pots or tubs, which is nice for home gardens. But be patient, because it can take two to three years for the plant to set fruit, and even then it only produces one fruit for the year. A quick Google search will help you fill in the steps to grow your own successfully, So let's get back to the fruit itself. The details of the pineapple vary depending on the variety, but pineapples average about 12 inches in height. The cone-like fruit is covered in a rough, waxy, hexagonal patterned rind that ranges from green to yellow to orange or reddish in color when ripe, while the flesh ranges in shades of white or yellow. As far as flavor, we're talking sweet and succulent with mild acidity. Pineapples are grouped into four main types. Smooth cayenne, red Spanish, queen, and abacaxi, A-B-A-C-A-X-I, with hundreds of spin-offs and subvarieties. These types vary according to the pineapple's size, sweetness, and availability. 
What type are you most likely seeing in grocery stores here in the U.S.? That would be the smooth cayenne. This variety is known for its juicy, sweet yet acidic yellow flesh and its consistently larger size, averaging 4 to 10 pounds. It is the predominant pineapple type grown in Hawaii and is also one of the most widely grown commercially for canning as well as for selling fresh. The plant itself is known for not having the spiny edge leaves of other types. Red Spanish is distinguished by its, surprise surprise, orange-reddish exterior and is said to have a pleasant, sweet flavor and fragrance. The plants of this type tend to be larger than usual, and the fruit has a more rounded shape. It is the predominant pineapple grown in the Caribbean, while it also grows in Florida, Mexico, Puerto Rico, and Venezuela. Queen pineapples are known for being smaller, and that goes for the plant and the fruit itself, which averages just 1 to 6 pounds. This type is mostly grown in South Africa, Australia, and the Philippines. Abacoxi pineapples are often considered to be the tastiest and are known for their juicy sweetness. Sadly, they are not known for their travel ability and are too tender for commercial handling. They are most commonly grown in the Bahamas, Brazil, and Florida. So where did pineapples come from? Well, they were originally unique to the Western Hemisphere and are believed to be native to South America, specifically inland areas of what is now Brazil and Paraguay. The Tupi tribe of Brazil called it nana or anana, meaning excellent fruit, and prized it for its sweet taste. I mean, it was called excellent by name, so you can imagine its popularity. Pineapples made their way to Central America and Mexico, where the Aztecs and Mayans cultivated them, as well as to the Caribbean islands by way of human migration and commerce. It was on the island of Guadalupe where this guy named Christopher Columbus came upon the pineapple in 1493. He and his crew loved the sweet, exotic fruit, and they noted its abrasive, segmented exterior like a pinecone, but firm pulp like an apple. But believe it or not, even with that observation, the name pineapple didn't come about until later, around 1664 in print. Instead, Columbus called it Piña de Indies, meaning Pine of the Indians. Columbus is credited with introducing the spiky-crowned fruit into Spain from his 1493 voyage. However, another explorer by the name of Magellan is also credited with quote-unquote discovering pineapples. He found them in Brazil in 1519, and by the mid-1550s, pineapples were being exported on the regular to England. By the 1600s, the pineapple also found its way to the Philippines and China. Back over in Europe, despite the persistent efforts of gardeners, it was nearly two centuries before they were able to perfect a hothouse method that mimicked the warm temperature and humidity levels needed to grow their own pineapple fruit. Because they were in high demand and low supply in the 1600s, and since the cost to build and run a hothouse wasn't exactly cheap, the pineapple was a rare, coveted commodity symbolizing luxury and wealth. Monarchs like Louis XV and Catherine the Great enjoyed pineapples. King Charles II of England even commissioned and posed for a portrait of his gardener, gifting him a pineapple. Royal privilege in paint. Pineapples were also often displayed at dinner parties and used repeatedly until spoiling just as a showy centerpiece. By the late 1700s, pineapple productions on British estates caused rivalries between upper-class families. Sounds like a good reality TV show. In the American colonies in the 1700s, pineapples were no less revered. The fruit was imported from the Caribbean islands at a very high cost, due to the perishability, novelty, and scarcity of the fruit. Only the fastest ships with chance-best weather conditions could deliver ripe, wholesome pineapples to the colonies— such as the cities of Boston, Philadelphia, and Williamsburg. 
Again, pineapples were mainly used for decoration, and affluent colonists would throw dinner parties with pineapple centerpieces to symbolize their wealth and also their hospitality. The fruit would only sometimes be eaten once it started to go bad. And get this, there was even a pineapple rental market. Yep, that's right. You could rent a pineapple, for a price, to use for your display. Pineapple merchants would rent pineapples to people who couldn't afford to purchase them before eventually selling them for consumption. Or, you know, a more permanent home display. Pineapples, nature's bling, who would have guessed? So throughout the 1700s and even the 1800s, pineapples made their way into the art and design scene and were depicted to symbolize hospitality and generosity on a multitude of mediums, including tablecloths, wallpaper, dishware, bedpost knobs, and more. If you couldn't afford to buy or rent the real deal, you could at least help your guests feel welcomed with pineapple napkins or the pineapple-shaped teapot that was quite popular starting in the 1760s. Anyone else thinking about what pineapple decor they have in their own home? I know I've got a few things. Anyway, going back to our timeline, circa 1770, Captain James Cook introduced the pineapple to Hawaii. Yep, even though the fruit is almost synonymous with the islands, pineapple is not actually native there. Commercial cultivation didn't really start in Hawaii until the 1880s, though, when steamships made transportation of the fragile fruit possible. Jump ahead to the early 1900s, and that's where the story of pineapples really reaches a pinnacle on the islands. Around 1903, industrialist James Dole started a pineapple plantation on the island of Oahu. His business was at first called the Hawaiian Pineapple Company, and later became the Dole Food Company. Dole began canning pineapple, making it easily accessible worldwide, and by 1921, the business was booming, and for some time, Dole's plantation on Lanai produced nearly 80% of the world's pineapples. Many argue that Dole drove the fruit's evolution from an expensive novelty to an accessible food for everyone. And even today, pineapple is one of the most valuable crops in Hawaii, along with sugarcane. Okay, time to really dig into this fruit. What's it good for and how do we eat it? Pineapple is a good source of dietary fiber and vitamin C, as well as some iron and calcium. Peak season for pineapple is in the spring and summer, although it is typically available year-round in most markets. You can pick a good pineapple by examining the base. It should be slightly soft to the touch with no indication of mold. Another trick? A leaf should be easily removed if the fruit is fully ripe. However, when you're trying to pick out a pineapple, your nose is really your best tool. Ripe pineapples will give off a sweet aroma. Again, flip it upside down and use the base as your spot of reference for the scent. And did you know that after a pineapple is cut from the plant, it doesn't actually ripen any further? Sorry to say, but you can forget about letting it ripen on the counter. Without any starch reserves to convert to sugar, the fruit will just begin to decay with time. So I guess your nose is really more of a tool for detecting if the pineapple has started to ferment or if it is still ripe and ready to eat. Not to worry, growers do their best to pick pineapples at their peak ripeness. This is important not only for flavor, but also because unripe pineapple can be toxic, causing irritation in the throat, along with a few other unpleasant side effects. Like I said, though, most growers pick pineapples when they are at least a little ripe, if not perfectly ripe, so that you have nothing to worry about. So to prepare the pineapple for use, cut off the top and the base, and then stand the pineapple upright and slice away the skin in a downward vertical motion. Either slice far enough in to remove the eyes, aka the little brown spots on the flesh, or cut them all out in small V-shapes to save as much of the outermost skin as possible. Why? That part of the flesh tends to be the sweetest. Slice thick pieces from the core, or cut horizontally into discs and then core, or don't. 
The core is edible, just firm and fibrous in texture and less sweet in taste. Some people like it, some don't, so you can take it or leave it depending on your use and preference. The core may even be pressed for juice or sliced lengthwise and used as decorative stir sticks in fruit drinks. Very resourceful. The core does have health benefits, though, too. It contains high levels of an enzyme called bromelain, which is said to be an effective anti-inflammatory, muscle relaxant, and digestive aid. It even has chemicals that have been shown to interfere with the growth of tumor cells. Nice! Let's eat! Of course, you can simply cut a few pieces of fresh pineapple and dig right in. Raw pineapple is also used in smoothies, juiced, or pureed for fruit cocktails like a good old piña colada. Fresh pineapple can also be baked into sweets, such as the American classic pineapple upside-down cake, or diced fresh with tomato, herbs, and chilies for a salsa that pairs really well with seafood. Pineapple can be roasted, grilled, or even cooked and sweetened as a topping for desserts like cheesecake. You can buy canned pineapple in slices, chunks, crushed, and, of course, just as juice. Pineapple is one of the most popular of canned fruits, along with peaches and applesauce. Oh, and have you seen fancy-grade canned pineapple at the store before? That comes from the sweeter bottom portion of the pineapple. And actually, along that same train of thought, some chefs will take their fresh pineapple, slice off the crown, and stand it upside down on the cut end for half an hour or so to let the sweeter juices on the bottom permeate down through the rest of the fruit. Pretty cool trick. Bromelain, that enzyme we talked about, also breaks down proteins, which is why pineapple is a great tenderizer for meats, and the juice is often used as a marinade. Not only does it tenderize tough meats, but also adds a tropical flavor that pairs really nicely with pork in particular. Okay, but take note, that same bromelain enzyme will cause dairy products to separate and prevents gelatin from firming. But wait, I've totally seen pineapple in jello molds, so what's the secret? Well, cooking nullifies the enzyme, so just use canned pineapple instead of fresh pineapple in your gelatin molds. Pineapple juice is also used to keep other products from oxidizing and turning brown. But again, use canned rather than fresh so it will not soften the foods that are soaking in it. Unless, of course, that's your goal. So as we talked about a little bit in the fruit's history, fresh pineapple is highly perishable. If kept at room temperature, pineapple should be eaten within two days. Store in the refrigerator to extend its lifespan up to five days. Fresh cut pineapple can be covered in its natural juice and stored in an airtight container in the refrigerator for about five to seven days. Or freeze chunks of fresh pineapple, again in an airtight container and natural juice, for up to about six months. Canned pineapple can be stored up to one year on the shelf in a cool, dry place, while the leftover from open containers should be refrigerated in its juice in a covered container and consumed within a week. Today, Costa Rica, Brazil, and the Philippines are among the top producers of pineapples across the globe, with additional cultivation occurring in China, South Africa, India, Indonesia, Mexico, Hawaii, and more. In addition to enduring as a loved tropical treat, pineapples are also still a popular decorating motif. We've just moved from an era where life revolved around the dining room table, adorned with a pineapple, to an era where life revolves around our cell phone, adorned with a cute pineapple printed case. No matter where you see it next, maybe your local market or maybe your neighbor's welcome mat, think about how much rich deep, dramatic, passionate, memorable history is housed inside that fruit. Maybe that's what really makes it so sweet. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Be sure to follow at Specially Produce app on Instagram for some amazing produce photos. 
And while you're on there, give us a follow at Plated Earth. As always, you can find more information, recipe ideas, and local market shares on the Specialty Produce app. Tune in next time for more food fables. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time. We'll be right back.